What a beautiful atmosphere. The Lord is in this place. And I come today with a trepidation to deliver the word of the Lord, something that I feel very strongly to preach. And in most cases, I would reserve and I would just not uh, go forward and I would just beg God to uh, show me what other direction he would have me go. But I believe today that God would have me preach today a message entitled God's Power Over Politics. I'm reading from Matthew 17 and verse 22. If you have your Bibles, we're going to read just a few verses. And if you could stand just for a moment, we'll be very brief. And and while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, and then we go into launch into our text. So it's Matthew 17 and 22, the only place in the entire Bible where this account is mentioned. And I'm preaching from the subject, God's power over politics. And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, the son of man shall be betrayed into the hands of men and they shall kill him. And the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceeding sorry. And when they were come to Capernaum, verse 24, they that received tribute money. Can you say tribute money? Okay. Tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He saith, verse 25, yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him. Everyone say prevented. That is, he he got ahead of him. He prevented him. Saying, what thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter saith unto him, of strangers. Jesus saith unto him, verse 26, then are the children free. The children of the king don't owe anything. Verse 27, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast and hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. Take that take and give unto them For me and thee. God's power over politics. I feel the anointing of the Lord. It may be difficult for you to see exactly how it would be the will of God. But I believe in this day before the world is going to have its little Halloween time. And then in a few days this nation is certainly in a... Uh, political era 
I believe that God wants to talk to the church. So I'd like us to bow our heads and let's ask God to talk to our hearts through the word today. Could you lift your hearts with me? Father, right now I pray, Lord, that you will give us your anointing. Lord, this is a, your, this is a frail vessel. We surrender it to you. We ask, oh God, that you will help us speak, Lord, the unadulterated, pure word of God, and that you would receive the glory and that our hearts would be inspired, Lord, to trust you in these last days. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing and thank you for being here today. Now, the powerful lesson of Jesus imparted this day in Matthew 17 to his disciples applies equally in our day. As sure as the Lord had a momentous lesson for his disciples and certainly the apostle Peter, so it is today as I preach from the word of the Lord. And even to mention it, brings a certain unrest in our bosom. It's as though we're not sure how we're to address the question, does Jesus pay tribute? It's not taxes, not the word taxes. No, sir. Does he pay tribute? And the apostle Peter said, yes, just like that. Rush to answer. Wrong. Wrong. This is also a day of uncertainty we are living in a time of confusion and most of all the question of man's grasp for power over the lordship of almighty god there is an attitude in our world and our culture not not by everybody millions of people love the lord and how many in this room love the lord today and you've come to praise him let's clap our hands one more time as a symbol of everyone around the world and the millions but there is a spirit of antichrist that works against the kingdom of god this very day that's why jesus said they said teach us to pray he said when thou prayest pray our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come. It is vital that the church recognize that there is one thing more important than anything in this world, and it is the kingdom of God. Praise God. Therefore, we have this miracle of the fish hook and its message that would shake the apostle Peter and change his life forever. In fact, God is so much more in control of this world than any political leader has ever been. Does anybody believe that here this morning? Jesus Christ is more powerful than any elected official, than any government, than any constitution. He is the Lord God of heaven. He was God come down to earth. There is nobody like Jesus. Elected or unelected, praise God. We have a little clause in the constitution that uh, we've... Uh, it's been interpreted anyway that there's to be a separation between the church and the state. So, for example, they get nervous if uh, churches endorse people that are running for office in this country. And I'm talking about the American Constitution. And so it causes some people to think, well, spiritual things, that's when people get together and they go, hum, hum, hum. That's spiritual. 
But, of course, everybody else is out there running around doing whatever they want. But the church is sort of over here in this other world. But I want to tell you something. We may have a heaven to gain, but we are living in a world in which he is Lord of all. He is God. He is God himself. He is much more in control of this world than many are willing to admit. And the devil hates him. They nailed him to a cross, but they couldn't stop him. They couldn't hold him in the ground. They couldn't keep him in the grave. And he's got the whole world in his hand. Hallelujah. And he wants us to know it. And so the miracle of the fish hook. He wants us to understand that no matter what happens around us, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how things begin to crumble in your hands, no matter how immoral, no matter how complicated, no matter what it is you're facing. And I'm talking to somebody this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. There is no devil that can stop you from the God that made you in his image. We're talking about a God that knows every hair on your head. I was going to point to my hair, but I couldn't find it. You understand what I'm saying. He wants you to know that he is Lord. He wants you to feel that he is Lord. This is no act. This is no show. We are not here singing as some kind of a program. I'm not here preaching as some, some hired hack from somebody. I am here as a mission of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am called and anointed by the power of the Holy Ghost. In a world that's dark and troubled, justice is nowhere to be found. But we have a God. Someone said to me recently, one of the biggest problems in our nation facing the electorate is injustice. And we all know that it's true. We live in a world where justice has become so confused that uh, it is almost mind-boggling. And we get uncomfortable when a preacher dares to get up and say that the world is indeed in trouble. America ought to be on its knees right now. America ought to be praying like it has never prayed before. America should be repenting of its racism and its ungodliness. But instead, no, 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 no. Now, devil, you listen to me. You are a liar. And the church of Jesus Christ will never succumb to the darkness of this world and all of its woes. Hallelujah. One more time, would you just clap your hands? We thank you, Lord, for the fish hook. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to preach this message. I have wrestled. I have told God I don't want to preach it. I don't want to preach it. Why do we have to face a world that it takes a preacher to get in a pulpit? And someone said, they're not even going to hear you. You're, you're preaching so loud, you, you're trying to preach to somebody way over there in Washington. Well, folks, I'm not that dumb. I know they can only hear me in Texas and some of Louisiana. Not that crazy. No, sir. No, I'm not trying to be heard anywhere. 
I know that this will go out to hundreds of thousands of people through via our podcast and so on. People will hear it. That's not the point. I'm not here to try to send some coded message somewhere through the airwaves. I'm here because God is trying to help the church in these last days. He is coming soon and there is trouble on every hand. And some people are wondering and they're, they're asking themselves. And I am here to declare today that no matter what happens in this world, no matter what anybody does, who they are, there is nothing that can stop the power of God himself. There is no one greater than God. If they slam the jail door in your face and say, Preacher, that's it, no more. They still will not stop the anointing of the Holy Ghost. If they say you can't preach that, they still will not stop it. Woo! Hallelujah! You cannot stop the power of the Holy Ghost. They took They took one of our preachers in Ethiopia, the communists, and they were sick and tired of him because millions, today three million people, have been baptized. And I preached there myself. I'm a witness. I was there. My life was changed. Uh, so I know of which I speak. But they came in. And they told him to shut your mouth. You're going to shut your mouth. He said, I am not going to shut my mouth. Oh. So they, uh, I know our children are, not, not all of our children are upstairs, so I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it, but I'm going to be careful. So they, so they, took him and his family and they they beat them with a big uh, like a two by I don't know if it was a two by but it's like a two by and it had a nail and so I'm, I can't tell the story because uh, I respect our our young ears here so I'm being very careful and they actually killed brother Declamarian and they killed his baby and they nearly killed sister Erkin, Erkinish uh, they were all left for dead in fact they threw brother Tecli into a wheelbarrow and his, um, uh, his his injury was so severe that his uh, his skin on his face on his head came back and and they said well we we did him in and they threw him in the bushes they thought he was gone but all of a sudden as they went off in the distance God said Declamarian I'm not done and he, life came ebbing back into his lungs and his heart began to pump and 
air began to rush into his lungs. He woke up like a, you talk about the walking dead. He got up and he, didn't, he was so disoriented. He, he didn't know where he was and his, his, he, he looked like a, a, a horrible mess. The, the, everything that had happened. And, and then he realized that they had taken his, I'm trying to be careful. His, his baby. And Sister Erkenish, she began to cry. She got down. She begged God, please God, please God, please God. And the Lord said, no. Where'd you hear this, Brother French? In Ethiopia, in the church that runs 10,000, by the very man that I'm just talking about. That's where I heard it, from him, directly. Stayed in his home for one week. He said, the Lord said, he was talking to me just like I'm talking to you, except he wasn't screaming. And he said, the Lord said to us, no, I'm not. It's not my will to bring her back. And so they left. They, they just did like this. They, tears running down their face. Of course, they had like 10 children, but here was this brand new child. And they wept, and Sister Erkenish got up. She could barely move. She had dislocated. I mean, it was just, I, I just it's horrific to even mention. And the devil believed that he was putting an end to the power of God. That communism was greater than the kingdom of God. That we could beat the life out of you and we can shut your mouth. You will never speak again. But all of a sudden, there was the rumblings of the God that made the sun and the moon and the stars. And it began to breathe life back into the man of God. Hallelujah. You say, hey, brother. Oh, pastor, you're, you're sounding a little scary here at Halloween. Talking about preachers getting locked up and beat to death. Well, then just receive it. Satan would like nothing more than to make you believe that Jesus is just as common as any name, any person in this world. But that would be a mistake, my friend. He is more than just a man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Of course, when I was, I showed it to the church uh, the other night at our business meeting, but the church there where I preached, uh, they had their camp meeting. You know how many, we, we call it a camp meeting, they call it a crusade. And they had in the camp, in the, in the crusade, there at Wara. There was, and they had a way to count. They had, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to defend it. You can believe it or not believe it. It makes no difference to me whatsoever. There were over a million people. In fact, the power of God became so strong and is still so strong in that nation. And, and, and literally thousands and thousands of people that, that were, uh, there were people I saw with my own eyes, people that were so crippled, they couldn't even move. They had one man tied like this. The doctor said, don't, don't, you can't untie him. It'll kill him. And they said, loose him and let him go. 
in Jesus' name. And those limbs that had never moved in years, they bound him like this so he couldn't move. All of a sudden, those hands begin to come out like that. And then the arm and then the elbow. And little by little, they lift that hand up. Like, and all of a sudden, they were walking and shouting and praising God. We ought to clap our hands and thank God for his power. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know this world would like you to think that Jesus is just a poor philosopher with no real impact upon the real, real world. The devil would have you think that the confusion that grips this world and its future and its political processes that there is simply no solution to its problems and its divisiveness because the devil has always lied. He's lying now and he's not going to stop. So that, my friend, what I just described, and everybody said praise the Lord, that, my friend, that I just described is false. There may be kings in this earth and leaders that are to be respected and we are taught to respect regardless of how they live and what they do. You still pray for your leaders. You don't choose. In the ancient world, they didn't elect their kings. We do in America. Many countries today are democratic and they elect leaders and so on, but not in ancient days. Kings were there by birth and it made no difference if they were wicked or what they were. They were still kings, and their authority was final. And these are what we call earthly kings. And this is what Jesus was referring to when he spoke of Peter and asked him, all right, you want, they're asking us to pay the tribute, which, of course, was from Exodus 30. is a common, let's get this out of the way. It was a common tribute that the Jewish people paid to keep the temple going and so on. The question wasn't whether the tax or the tribute or whatever you want to call it was legitimate because it was legitimate. The question was whether Jesus was obligated to pay it. If he were just an ordinary man, then, yes, of course, he, he would have been. And Jesus came and obeyed all the law. It wasn't a matter of whether he would obey the law. It was simply a matter of recognizing that suddenly at this moment, God wanted to speak to his people to let them know there may be kings in this earth and politic general, but there is one who is above them all. There is a king who is not merely king. He is the king of kings. Hallelujah. He is king over all kings. He impacts the entire universe. So let's look at this seemingly small miracle for just a moment. Several things are amazing about it from the very start. First of all, they don't come to Jesus because they don't dare come to Jesus. And let me remind you that really deep inside the devil is a defeated angel. He was created by God. He has no power over God. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. By the way, we had a baptism in here yesterday. We had a young man that got the revelation, a baptism in Jesus' name, graduated from college. He was on his way. He's heading to a country. He's going to be uh, some kind of a, is he, is Chaz here? Let me look. I didn't even think to look. 
Okay, he's not here because he's a member of another church. The Lord gave him a revelation. And I called Brother Finch and said, we got a young man here. Said he needs to get baptized in Jesus' name. Praise God. How many knows God's still giving people revelation? Hallelujah. We're not going to be able to find room for them. Because he's above all kings. Praise God. So Satan, or in this case, I'm mixing my metaphors. Uh, they, they didn't dare come to Jesus. They came to the apostle Peter. And they said, uh, doesn't your master pay the tribute? Well, they could have asked Jesus, but uh, uh, they were cowards. And the devil himself is a coward. Lord, is that all right? I didn't see any lightning. I know that I'm a mere mortal. I'm a man. I'm unworthy. Anything that I am is because of the mercy of my creator. Because I was a sinner, I was actually judged for damnation. I had, what, what would there be? How do you save, how do you get rid of sin? How do you take care of a sinner? Well, because there was a king who stepped down from his regal throne. He took off the robes of his own deity and he was born in a manger. That's the God that we are serving today. We're not talking about mere politics, my friend. We're not talking, someone said, well, that's just your religion. That's just your take on it. Let me tell you something right now. I know that I'm a mere man, but I want to tell you a God that can raise a man from the dead. That's a real God that can open blind eyes, that can change a family that was completely bound and turn their whole life around. But they're worried about the politics. They came to Peter. Confused about the meaning of what this payment symbolized. It was the half shekel or the true two drachma payment required for the temple. So you figured it out by now. If you have a shekel then you have, well, you have uh, some drachmas in there. We won't get into the measuring yet. You'll probably already know it, but we're, we're talking about how God, in this simplest of miracles, demonstrated his authority over all politic kingdoms and leadership through one little fish and a little fish hook. He demonstrated who he was. So let's slow down. Jesus instantly demonstrates that he's no political hack or ordinary leader because he knows about the conversation of the apostle Peter and the tribute. Yet he wasn't there. So Jesus knew what he could not know. Because as a man, he could not have known it. But as God, he knew it. 
He was acting in this world. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Don't you ought to be praying for your pastor right now. So Jesus, someone said, someone asked me, well, I don't understand Jesus. Sometimes he's a man. Sometimes he's God. He's a man. He's God. So I, was kind of, and I said, okay, now let's not get silly here. Let's just think of it this way. God found a way to become a man, yet he remained God. But in order to be a man, he had to allow his deity to stay back. So when they crucified him and beat him and thought they were really winning, it wasn't they were winning. It was God was giving himself. He was giving himself because there's not a king in this world that can measure up to him. So they stick the crown on his head. I'm getting a little too technical here, but they put the crown of thorns and blood ran down his face and so on. And they laughed at him, took his robe and, and uh, ripped it and gambled for all the things they did at the cross. And yet, Jesus was God himself, humbled in human flesh, revealing in like, let me think, like light through a prism. Uh, like, uh, there, there are very few, uh, there are really technically no real windows in this sanctuary. Uh, because it's an inner sanctuary and it has an entire walkway. And if you go upstairs, there's an entire walk around this entire sanctuary. So it's not possible to have. The only way to have windows to the outside would be right up there. And then, you could, then you'd have the water coming through. And that'd be great. But if we had them, and there was all that beautiful colors, and the light comes through, that's exactly how the glory of God manifest itself through the man Christ Jesus. So when something impossible came in front of him, let's say a man cannot see and his eyes are, uh, there's no repair for them. There's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into that, but, but there, there was a great deal of fear about losing your eyesight, just like there would be today. But what I'm saying is that's back in a day when they knew very little about the human eye. And they knew nothing about how to help you restore vision. Now, today, uh, there's all kinds of things, and that's, that's another story. But here's someone that has been born with eyes but cannot see with them. They are not functioning eyes, as it were. And Jesus can flow in between the glory that shines through the prism and the human man that you can beat with your fist and think you're really somebody because you can kill a kid on the street. You think you're tough because you got a gun and you can blow their brains out. But I want to tell you something. You are no to the God that made this world. You just think you are because that glory begins to shine through. In fact, you can feel it right now. Let's clap our hands one more time. This is the presence of God. Now, I'm reaching for you today. I know it's a little emotional and so it's, it, it gets jumbled in there. You're looking at me. You're seeing the human front to this message and God is speaking through a preacher to tell you that Jesus was no mere man that could walk along and have real good ideas and clap your hand let's vote for him no he doesn't need your vote 
It's not a voting proposition. He is God regardless of what anybody thinks about it. And when the time comes and those eyes cannot see and Jesus decides this is my moment. I'm going to have compassion. I'm going to do what nothing else can do. The winds begin to blow and they can't get out of the boat. So what's he do? He starts walking on the water. He demonstrates that he is in fact the mighty God. Can you say praise the Lord? The man can't see but suddenly he says he puts something on their eyes and when they open they can they, I, I, I can see a little bit and then next thing you know those eyes that were not functional suddenly they are completely whole and a blind man is seeing and he says go show yourself let the priest know that that God has healed you come on let's clap our hands that's the God that we're talking about it's not about whether you'll vote and say that greatest sermon I ever heard pastor no it's not about that it's about knowing a God in the midst of a very troubled world that is above all the fray. He is above all of the sickness and the trouble and the violence. And so it is. Jesus knew their question, though he had never heard it. And he knows your question. Even though you've never seen him, he could hear it. He knows your very thoughts. He knows who you are. He knows all about you. And so it was that this Jesus was able to hear and know. The devil believes that he's got man all tied up in the political knots and the deception of glitz and Hollywood and glamour. and Everything is just a big fake show out there. Nobody's willing to really, really be committed. And they're laughing at humble faith and a savior who cannot be tainted and sure, the devil gets mad because Jesus is unwilling to bend his knee to an earthly king and worry about tribute. But that is because, my friend, he's demonstrating his power over them in his very action. Because there is a higher power than man. There is a power that is above what man is doing. In other words, I'm not talking about heaven. We know there's a heaven. We're not debating heaven. I'm talking about a power that is above me, that is more than me. So what are you doing, preacher? I'm trying to preach the word of God. The devil hates it, and so he fights it, and he wrestles against it. And I am telling you today that in the miracle of the hook, God is demonstrating that he is God. He is Lord. So Peter, you see that kings don't collect their political tribute from their sons. Therefore, Jesus didn't owe one. He was the son of God. He owed not a dime. But he wanted you and me to remember this miracle of God's power over the dominions of men. So he said, go grab a fishing pole. Do, do we call them fishing poles here? All right, all right. Just, I, I want to be as clear as I can. And make sure you have a hook on the line because there's something very specific. Grab a fishing pole, and I could give you expert help here, but I'm going to pass that up. Fishing expertise 
but I do not want to take any glory. No, I'm just kidding. I won't describe any fish that I personally championed. He said, go grab a fishing pole and cast the hook in. And I'll let you decide where and how. Anywhere, you just go anywhere, anytime, you just run, any lake, any place, you run and throw it in. But make sure you throw that hook in the water. Make sure that it sinks down. I don't know, never said anything. Now, I don't, I'm not going to add. It didn't say what they put on there, so I'm not going to say anything about it. They just threw it in. Now, then... After the apostle Peter obeyed that simple command, the power that was in this humble man, Jesus, was the power of the creator. It was literally in him like the lights up there. See how that light shining down? See how small they are? But in them are powerful lights. That's exactly the way he was. The light shone through him. It was the glory of heaven, but it was prismed through the, the very life of Jesus Christ. So he began to speak to his creation. Like when Jonah, remember the story of Jonah? And there was a great fish down there, something like a big gigantic whale or some big fish that could swallow a man. And Jonah was going to run. And the Bible said, I have prepared a fish for you. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm almost done. But listen to me, church. God knows what he's doing. He knows how to take the smallest thing and make it show that he is more powerful than anything this world could ever imagine. So you be ready. Talking to the little. Okay, now give me a little break here. Better say this different. I was going to say this another way. I was going to say, hey, little fishy, but I'm not going to do that. Let me say this a little more dignified. Um, you. I'm bidding you to do what your creator wants you to do. I have a job for you. I'm going to use this tiniest. I don't know how tiny it was. I'm not don't want to overemphasize that. I'm going to use this tiniest of creatures and I'm going to demonstrate over this small creature in the waters, swimming. And just like he commanded the wind and the rain, he exercised power over the fish and directed it to a piece of silver that somebody else had already dropped into the water. Had to be. So I'm going to assume now, if you've got a better assumption, fine with me. That someone dropped this, what we would call a, what the Greeks called a stater, which was in Hebrew terms a shekel, which was the total of four drachma, which was double the amount that they owed for. That's why I said, go pay for me and for you. I don't owe a dime. I'm going to pay it anyway. And I'm going to use this whole occasion to demonstrate that when I speak to the winds, they obey me because I am their master. And when I speak to the tiniest creature, suddenly he heads to the bottom and he's, he's found it. It's a, it's a shekel and he swallows it, gets it up in his, in his mouth. Somewhere 
One fish out of all the millions. So God had arranged somebody to drop the shekel and then speak to creation so that a small fish is obedient to his very, there, there it is. And then he said, pick the place, Peter, because Peter had free will. God's, God's completely in charge of everything that is going on all around us. And someone said, even evil, he has evil under control and he is getting ready. Now listen to me, church. He's getting ready to deal with all the evil in the entire world because he's going to take care of it. A good God has to take care of evil. Somebody murdered your son, your daughter, and, and you wonder, God's able someday to bring justice to this world. That's the kind of God that we're serving. Whoever and whatever he needs to do, he will do it look for a silver coin he said because there you will find a shekel or four drachma so i'm talking to someone today who wonders about the world of events in our world and jesus wants you to see that it's all in his hands we all know he could have secured the two or four drachma in less dramatic fashion, in more ordinary ways. This was, an, this was a real piece of drama. But God wanted to demonstrate, and I believe today, you listen to me. He wants to show you today, whatever you're facing, that he's the God of your life. You say it's so small, it's just my rent. I'm telling you, God wants to show you that he is the Lord of your life. Could we stand together right now? Now, I want to take this one step further. We're going to pray. He is speaking to us here today. Don't believe for a minute that God isn't in charge. The kings of men exercise power, but when God's ready, he's going to take all the power back into his hand. And so what we do is we put our trust in God. No matter the outcomes of human politics, no matter how godless or how perverse our nation may be, God is still in control and he's got a plan. He wants you to believe him in your own troubled world. Whatever you're facing, let's bow our heads. I feel, I feel to have special prayer for each and every one that are here right now. And could you just lift your hearts with me right now? Come on, saints, just help me right now. I want you to lift up a, 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 a cloud of prayer right now. Father, I pray for each and every one that are worried today about things in their life or things in the world. And I ask you, Lord, to show them that you're going to take care of them. I ask you to guide them, Lord. Not They may not fully get it all today, but that somehow their hearts will be touched by the message of the hook. You're there exactly at the point where you demonstrate that you're creator. And we thank you today. Somebody has been wondering, and you're, I figured it out while I was preaching this. Somebody was wondering, can God know about my particular problem and my need and he's letting you know that he knows all about it now we're going to take a step beyond that and I want you to pray whatever you feel to pray if you don't want to stand up here don't feel the least bit pressured but if you would like to come this would be a tremendous time for you to pray but here's what I want us to do I feel it in the Holy Ghost I have felt it all week and I'm going to release myself of this burden I want us to pray for our nation together in a united voice that revival will fall upon America. Someone said it's too late. No, I don't believe it's too late. I believe we can still have revival and that God can still do the miraculous and he will direct us to the very spot. Hallelujah. 
if you would make your way to this sacred altar, we're going to pray for our nation. Or wherever you are, wherever we're just going to bow our heads. But I want the saints to come. If you're a guest, we're just going to come and pray for America. I promise you, that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for America. God bless America. Lord, touch our nation. Touch our leaders. Lord, touch the very way of life. I pray that revival will fill the streets of our city. Lord, as sin floods the streets, I pray that righteousness will fill the streets of our city. Now, could you bow your heads with me? Come on, just keep coming. Make way. Let him, let him get up here. God will show us his power over every political process and exercise his lordship over the human heart and the needs of our community. Could we just lift a hand? Come on. Let's just close our eyes and let's lift a hand to heaven. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jehovah Jireh. My provider. Jehovah Nisi. Lord, you reign Oh, yes, Lord. Jehovah Lord God bless America. I pray for our nation. Hallelujah. Oh, I worship you. You are Jehovah Jireh. 